You're listening to The Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Cat John, episode number 94. Welcome to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Kat John. My mission is to help you give zero fucks to the things that don't matter and focus on the things that actually matter to your heart. Something worth giving a major fuck about is taking responsibility for your own life. And here in the podcast, I'll be sharing real guidance, raw truths and relatable stories to help you do just that. If you don't know what episode I just said, it is episode 91 of the podcast. Good morning, good evening, good night to wherever you are in the world. It's awesome to have you back, Legends. Thank you for coming back to listening to the podcast. Muchos apreciados. In my current reality, I am sitting on the floor. I am recording this podcast and I'm watching Bailey try to kill a fly. He's very cute. He is the kindest little soul that you would typically say he wouldn't even hurt a fly. But that guy, as soon as he sees a fly, he like shoves his nose into it. I don't actually think he means to kill it, but then he does and then he just doesn't do anything with it. So we try and save the flies so (laughs) he doesn't kill them. Anyway, I want to have a chat today because there was a a time in my life that was uh, pretty messy when it came to friendship, or friendships, uh, and one friendship in particular that's coming to mind that I want to share with you. And the cost of the friendship not working out, my contribution was not being my true self. If you can hear Bailey sniffing the microphone, he currently is. What are you doing, you beautiful boy? Um, yeah, and now he's stepping on all the pillows. So the the cost of the friendship not working out was me not feeling comfortable or okay or confident or grounded in me, in the true me. And, you know, it took me a, a long while to accept my part in the friendship breaking down because the most obvious part was my friend at the time who would just turn cold and not talk to me and not answer texts and, you know, really in uh, in basic language turn into a bitch, um, but she had just closed herself off really. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because, you know, all of us out in the world are relating to people, whether it's our actual relationship, our intimate relationship, or with our in-laws or with our parents or with our siblings or with friends. And I, I've i really struggled over the years uh, with certain type of people <clears throat> as to when I can be my true self or not. It's kind of like I'd turn it on and then I'd turn it off. And I had a pattern. I had this real pattern of having a friend, a female friend, who was who I deemed to be more powerful than me. They were more outspoken. They were more opinionated. They appeared more confident or they seemed more confident. And I really sought them out unconsciously to help me direct my life. I was like, hey, I don't know how to direct my life. Can you help me direct my life? Because I have no fucking idea where to go. And we had developed, and this is not just this one friend that I'm talking about, but even in the other friendships, like I think there was, if I go back, one, two, 
three, four, maybe even five key female friends where there was this power dynamic playing out. I see them more powerful than me and I seek them for their guidance. They would get some kind of kick out of that unconsciously and egotistically that they felt like they were helping or that they were serving or that they could, you know, um, be the boss. And that was the power, that was the dynamic. And and in in all of the friendships, um, they all broke down. They all broke down and it wasn't until this last friendship where I thought and recognized, fuck, what am I contributing to this? So we met and uh, it was like instant, let's be best friends, let's be BFFs and that's also a part of my dysfunction. I like attach to someone or I used to attach to someone really quickly and that's something that I'm actually very proud of now in my current reality where I don't actually have a best friend, air quotes per se. I have incredible quality friends, some from when I was in grade one and some that I'm still meeting, Um, but really quality friends in my life. But I do not uh, see one as better or best than the other. For me, it's actually very unhealthy to have that. So in the past, uh, and particularly with this friendship, I'd meet someone Uh, meet them, attach really quickly, develop this like, oh my God, you're like my only fucking friend and we're best friends and we do everything together and in each other's pockets and sleepovers and all that kind of stuff. And um, it actually, it almost from the outsider looked like a relationship. That's how much time I would spend with this person because that's how much I relied on them to direct my life. And to point me into the direction of where I should be going and what I should be doing and should I do this and should I do that? Um, but in my in my eyes, it was oh, my BFF, my best friend forever and, you know, no one can take this place. But in all honesty, there was only a certain amount of time that that level of intensity of friendship could hold. And like I mentioned, um, all of them had a breaking point. Now there's two of them who I still – and friends with we we sort of like distance and then broke and that's due mainly because I would find another best friend I would find someone else to go oh okay cool I'll attach to you and so then the friendship would break down and they would be like what the fuck where did you go and I'd be like oh sorry I mean I've just been busy and I've just been doing this um and you know that's 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 my responsibility to to own that but at the time it was an unconscious pattern so two of them I have re kindled the friendship with and we have remained friends but again at that healthy level not in your pocket bff and this particular friendship was the last one that i allowed myself to play my part in and so like i said we attached bff you know we were the untouchables no one could fuck with us um and it actually was quite unhealthy it was it was quite toxic because we'd be super close and super on and super like yeah you, you know Buckling, let's do everything together. And then something would happen. Either I was not myself or I would not um, know how to be myself or I was not a certain way for that person to to be happy uh, or to be okay. And then they would close off and then they would shut me out and then my people pleaser would fucking go through the roof and we kept going through this cycle. And I can 100% 
for myself and my ownership because it's a co-creation friendship. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just her. It was both of us. But my part was I was not me. I was not grounded in myself. I was not an independent being. So there's three levels of dependency. There's dependency, independency or independence, and then interdependence. So it's normal as we're children and adolescents to be dependent on parents. And, you know, when we're getting into later adolescence and into our early 20s, we're learning what independence is like. But I was saying this to a client of mine the other day, some of us can latch on to dependency because we don't want to grow up. We don't want to be responsible. We don't want to fucking spend our money. We don't want to pay rent or we don't want to look at our money. We don't want to, we don't want to grow up, right? So then we can leech off parents or guardians. And that, so there's healthy dependency when we're young. And then when we start fucking stage five clinging, it's unhealthy dependency. Then, well, you know, if we shift into independence, that's a healthy state to get in where, you know, we might move out and we might move out with someone else and um, we pay our pay our own bills and pay our own way and, uh, you know, we, we can stand on our own two feet. But then independence can turn into unhealthy independence when we're like, I don't fucking need you, I don't need fucking anyone, get out of my fucking life, I can sort my own shit out and we don't allow anyone to come in. The final state and the, 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 the you know, the gold fucking medal is, hang on, I'm going to sneeze. Okay, I'm back. The gold medal is uh, interdependency, where two independent people, which I would say is Steve and I, come together to, you know, be either best friends or be friends or be in a relationship where each of their own person, not needing things off the other person to make them whole or complete or whatever else it may be, and they can come together and co-create a really powerful life. So, I and this friend of mine were in a dependent friendship and all the other ones that I had been in too were a dependent friendship. I depended on them to direct my life. They depended on me to give them direction by telling me which way to go in my life or what I should do and give me advice and give me their opinion. So it was a dependent relationship, unhealthy dependent relationship which then turned into, you know, toxic patterns and toxic cycles. I remember once we went away and it was the fucking worst trip ever because I was, I shouldn't have gone in the first place, right? So we're out for dinner and she said, I'm going to New York City with my sister and she just said that that's what she was going to do. I felt FOMO. I said, I want to come to New York City. She's like, yeah, but you don't have a lot of money because it was true. I was like just in my business and I said, fuck it, I'll make it work. But in my truth, when I was sitting at the fucking store having dinner, I knew I actually really didn't want to go. I've been to New York City. I've been there times before. I wasn't in the state to go there. And financially, I knew it was a dumb decision. But my false self got the better of me or I allowed it to get the better of me. And I didn't want to miss out. I didn't want her to have fun without me. I wanted to like be there with her and, you know, experience New York City with her the first time. Again, unhealthy relationship. And I went and um, I spent more money that I could. And uh, But I was also like not wanting to spend money and she could pick that up and I wasn't saying anything. And then I got sick over there because I wasn't saying anything. And then she shut me out and then her and her sister shut me out. And it was the most awkward fucking trip ever. 
I, I was legitimately like, I want to fucking go home. And for four days we didn't talk because I didn't want to bring anything up because I was too afraid to upset the fucking already toxic environment. I was like, fuck, if I say something, what is, what's what am I, what's going to happen? So, you know, I would then be texting people back home like, fuck, she's a bitch, you know, fuck this, I don't want to fucking be here and I don't know why she's doing that. And like literally we would be sleeping in the same room and I would talk to neither of them. We'd go out for dinner and I would talk to neither of them. It was awkward as fuck until four days later I was like, what's going on here? And she's like, oh, fucking finally. I'm like, what do you mean fucking finally? You know, and then we had it out. And she's like, you know, you weren't talking and you're not saying things and you're not saying that. I'm like, well, you're treating me like I'm a fucking worthless piece of shit. Why would you do that? And so we both recognized our our patterns, our, our, our not good patterns. And we had it out. We spoke it out. We reconnected and, and everything was all good. But then the pattern continued, you know, I came back home. Actually, no, this is where the pattern discontinued. We came back home, both went to Tony Robbins together. I was like, fuck, I'm sorting my life out. I was in a really dark place and I was like, you know what? I need to get my shit together. I need to get my health together. I need to get my finances together. And so when we came home, I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go for walks every day. If you want to, if you like, let's be partners and and do it together and, and get better together. And so we'd go for walks and I guess I was I was becoming more of the director of my life. I started calling more of the shots that I knew that I needed. And that slowly did start to change the dynamic. She was like proud of me. She was this, she was that. She's like, yes, this is fucking awesome. And then one day on her birthday when we went to go for a walk, ice cold. She was ice cold, fucking gave her a hug, and it was like the weirdest, awkwardest hug. And I remember saying to her like, you okay? Like, is all good? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Then we went for a walk and basically never spoke for the whole walk. And that's where I knew, like, the voice inside of me was like, speak the fuck up, cat. Go, uh, pretty sure you're fucking not. Why don't you just share with me what's going on? Otherwise, like, you know, this is going to be an awkward walk. But I didn't. You know, that power in me was not yet alive, like really alive. It was starting to build. I had some momentum, but the backing of myself wasn't there. That I could observe, that I could be in tune, that I was intuitive to, enough to see like something is up. And I didn't have to say it in a bitchy way of like, oh, I'm pretty sure it fucking is, but I could have been powerful and going, dude, I know you're not okay. So why don't you just tell me what's going on? L- like share it and whatever else. So me being the people pleaser that I really was back then, I thought it was all to do with me. Like something's wrong with me. I fucking done something. Did I not, I don't know, say happy birthday early enough. Did I not do this? Did I not do that? And I made it actually all about myself, but this is all in my head. So did the awkward walk, you know, she left, I left. And then I don't think we spoke actually for some little while after that. And then it was my birthday and it was awkward. We met up for my birthday and, you know, passed over presents and didn't basically talk. And, um, you know, we're like, mm, I actually said, so like, what's going on? Like, are we cool? Are we not cool? And we had a fairly kind of like guarded breakfast on my birthday. And then we didn't speak. We didn't speak for like three months. And then three months later, she rang me and she said, I really want to talk to you. And she was crying and she was upset and she was apologizing for how she was behaving. And, you know, I, I let her know where I was and, and uh, how I was doing and that my life was actually really good and I'd been focusing on myself. Um, 
and I thought everything was all fine. And then once again, the pattern created, like she turned cold. I don't know why she turned cold. I mean, I knew she did, that was her pattern for other people as well, but I just never thought it would be turned toward me. So it became super obvious, you know, that my part in this friendship was I, I did not bring my true self forward. I was afraid to, I was scared to, <clears throat> I thought that if I did that, you know, she wouldn't like me or, you know, it wouldn't, it, like I would upset someone or, oh, I don't even fucking know what I was really, really thinking. All I knew was that my false self was way more forward than my true self. And all I know is that from that day on, I thought I can't fucking do this again. And it's not to say that I now am like never, ever going to have a best friend again. I have really quality friends, some who are super close. So I'm like, you are my, like, you are my real backbone. And then, you know, it kind of like skirts outward to my outer friends. But for me and the way that I know my dysfunction works, having a BFF in each other's pockets, knowing everything about one another's lives. What did you do? What did you not do? What did you eat? What did you shit? What did you do? Whatever. It's not fucking healthy for me. And I don't need, I don't need, I don't need to do that. But I thought I needed to do that in order to be a good friend. Whereas what I really needed to see was that I am, I am just a good friend because I am me. I am here. I show up when it counts. I show up when it matters. Whereas before I was showing up like all the fucking time or trying to show up all the fucking time, but it wasn't quality. It was out of nervousness. It was out of anxiety. It was out of, I need to know we're okay. I need to know we're okay. I need to know we're okay. I need to know we're on the same team. And that's never going to fucking last. That's never going to fucking last. That's not, that's not a solid fucking friendship. And so now like I, I wish her well, I wish her peace, I wish her to be free from suffering. She's a beautiful human, she's a wonderful human, she does great things for the world. And how I have now viewed the situation is she just came into my life. She came into my life as a lesson. You know that saying of people come for a season or a reason or a lifetime or whatever it is, you know, she came in for a lesson. She was there for a good couple of years, but it was more of a lesson, you know, a lesson to like, hey, be your fucking self. Be yourself because the the more you are, the quicker you can determine if someone is for you and if it's a friendship or whether it's a relationship or not. But this fake shit, this pretending to be and the, this anxiety-driven behavior, I ain't fucking bringing that anymore. You know, and that was uh, that was a good number of years ago now, like well over six, seven years ago. But it's my, it's been my promise to myself and my promise to my true self. You know, I had to get that fucking lesson. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my fucking gosh, whoever you are thinking about right now in your life where you can tell this is a toxic relationship, I want you to consider what unconscious patterns, unconscious stories, unconscious things you're telling yourself that is contributing to the shit of this friendship. You know, is it really a good friendship? What is it really built on? Are your friendships built on gossiping, drinking, smoking, drugs? Are your friendships built on dependency? Are your friendships built on the values that matter to you? Are they built on strong foundations of this is who I am 
and now I know who I get a real strong sense of who you are, let's be mates. You know, so where where do your friendships sit? Because sometimes we're friends with people just for the fucking hell of it. And we sit in friendships and, and, and circles for too long or we hang, hang around with people too often that maybe only need a couple of times a year, three times a year, once a year even, maybe fucking never. You know, so what are you contributing? What are you allowing? What are you, what are you bringing to the table that is, you know, leading to like, fuck, maybe this isn't something that I want in my life anymore. And is that sad? Yeah. Does it hurt? Yes. Is there a grieving process? Hell yeah. I grieved for that friend. It was a big loss. But I think it was more the fact that I knew we could have been better. We could have been better, yes, if I showed up differently. And yes, if she showed up differently. But that's just the way it fucking went. You know, and seeing it as a lesson as opposed to, oh, I need to try and claw my way back and and become mates with her again. It's like, nah, no, get the lesson, take different action, show up differently, show up powerfully and God damn, like give the fucking true self some like stage, you know, give him some stage. Let them have some presence in your life. Let them communicate to you, you know, when you're in your relationships. Again, intimate friendships, whatever. Let them be the one who leads the way, not your dysfunction. Because I've had plenty of that. I've had plenty of that in intimate relationships and also in friendships as well. And like I said, I just had had enough. Line in the sand. And maybe it's time for you to do that for yourself thank you superstars for joining me today for today's episode of the real raw relatable podcast i hope you enjoyed it hope you enjoyed it and please share it with your friends family whoever you know needs to hear this if you haven't already i would love it if you would rate and review the podcast that would mean the world to me and my legend faces also too i want to share with you that um, i have on the quiet launched a intimate group coaching because my one-on-one coaching is booked out until november this year and um, for those of you who want to do one-on-one with me but don't want to wait until November um, or who can't afford one-on-one coaching, um, maybe you don't want to do the Legends because it's such a big group, uh, even though the Legends is fucking awesome. So many good people in there. Um, but as a result, I have created an intimate group coaching of eight people, three months at a time. I'll be kicking that off in the middle of May. So if you're considering working with me, you want to have closer proximity to me and you don't want to wait till November, then I highly recommend that you go and check out catchon.com.au and see the real and raw intimate group coaching program. So it's a three-month group coaching program, which is solely focused on the two selves, the false self and the true self, hence why it's called real and raw because my intention with that is to help you step into the real raw true you so go and check that out catchon.com.au i love your faces hope you enjoyed today's potty and i'll catch you next week peace be with you